Welcome to the Leaders with Leverage podcast. I'm your host and negotiation expert, Susie Tomanchuk. It's time to be your own advocate and negotiate for what you really want out of your career. Not simply the next role or additional compensation. I want to show you that negotiation happens each and every day so that you opt in and say yes with confidence. Together with other business leaders, you'll learn the essential skills you as a leader need to become that advocate in growing your professional skills to increase confidence, gain respect, and become the future leader you're poised to be. And when you face a high stake situation, you're ready, no matter how high those stakes are. So let's do this. Let's lead with leverage. Welcome to Leaders with Leverage. This is another solo episode, and I wasn't sure what to talk about today. And then it just hit me that I've been asked by a few teams to help them think about time management. And I thought, what better topic to talk about? And I thought, well, is that really in my lane when I think about advocating for yourself? And I thought, absolutely, right? Because so often we lose control of our schedule. And what is that based on? Because we don't put boundaries around it and we um, allow people to just schedule. I'm guilty of this too. I often look at my calendar and I'm dictated by the things on the calendar that just kind of takes over my day. And I was listening to a a podcast of a couple of weeks ago that really stuck with me. It was an expert about time. And he was saying that we have this, this... funny relationship with time. We're really busy in the moment. And we have this idea that our future self is going to have this abundance of time. So we tend to say yes to things that we don't really want to do, or we're not really thinking about because we have this illusion that if it's a month out or two months out, that it will be like, oh, this is great. I want to do this. Even though if we made that same decision about that event or going to that coffee or meeting with that person, then we might have said no if it was something we were facing in the next 24 hours. So I want you to think about that. I've thought a lot now. That's one of the boundaries that I've found um, is really easy for me to define is just by asking myself, if somebody says, hey, we have this great organization that we'd like you to speak for, which I love to do, um, but it means that I have to travel, I have all this out-of-pocket expense, and I have to... um, go to a a different city. If I was to say to myself, if I was asked to do this in the next 24 or 48 hours, I would think about the logistics a little bit more. And maybe I could say, hey, I'm happy to do that. I'd have to do it virtually, but I'll do it for you for this time. So I want you to think like that has been a really great boundary for me to define. But going back to one of my really good friends, and I will put her name in the actual um, show notes, um, is Megan Summerall. And she talks about time management. Um, I'll definitely put her stuff in here because she is a genius around it. And what the one thing she says is putting really planning out your time. And so some of the things I want you to think about today is doing a time audit is great. Take, look back on the last five days and just write down without any judgment, what are the ways that you spent your time? Hour by hour, even do 30 minute chunks. 
and look at that and then look at and ask some questions about that, what that looks like. Like put it in categories and say, how much time are you spending in meetings? Um, How much time are you spending on personnel things that you could have maybe got ahead of? How much time, this one's a hard one, how much time are you spending on strategic initiatives? See, if we don't make time, that future person that has this abundance of time, we're not thinking about what that person's going to be facing either. So when we get very tactical in our day-to-day and we allow our calendar to fill up without us planning it out, then we're victim to those minutes and we're not capitalizing on them in a value way for us. So think about once you do the time on it and you look at the categories, one thing that Megan talks about is pre-planning. And you should find her stuff because I am not, I'm just taking a a piece of it. And um, she's taught me some amazing wisdom, but I don't know the details, is looking at what in your day that you spend the best mind time. So looking at and sit back and think, when do I think the best? And so for me, I have to admit it's in the morning, but if I don't work out in the morning, I won't do it later in the day and then I'm tired. So I've been really careful to think about I'm working on something that I have to write or I really have to think about a proposal I'm working for a client or I'm designing a workshop. The best way for me to plan that time is to chunk it where I'm thinking the best. And what that hap- what happens is then I don't, I get really clear. I give myself that, that time block to get that done. And it accelerates because I'm in a, a good mind zone. It goes faster. I do better. And then it gets done. And so what Megan talks about, I'm so name dropping Megan. That wasn't my intent at all. It's really funny. Um, is that if you become a victim to your your schedule and you just allow things to happen, then you're not going to get ahead of it. And you're never, your future self's never going to benefit from that investment you made today. So do your time audit, look at it, look at how you spend your time. Think about are, are these worthwhile things for my overall goal? I ask myself, was that meeting an investment in my business? Whether it what meant I have a new client or um, it was revenue generating. I look at those and I'm really thoughtful about it. It's funny, before the pandemic, I used to just, if you would ask me to coffee, I would just say yes, put it on my calendar and wouldn't think about, you know, our relationship with time has changed so much, right? I'm sure you you can relate to this. I remember I wouldn't think anything of the half hour it would take me to get downtown plus the 15 minutes to find parking the, the money I spent for parking, the coffee, and not even drawing to a close and having some meaningful things to, to take away. And then that half hour back home and then getting resettled in. Think about that. A coffee that had no ROI and I just spent really two plus hours. Now I don't you know, I say that now everybody's going to be like, oh, it's funny. I asked Susie to coffee and she never is available now. And so I must not make the, 
make the list of the the good ROI. And that's not what I'm saying at all, but it's made me really mindful about saying, what is the intention for this? And is there another way to do it? And how can I not waste time? Hey there, love this podcast? I'm taking 10 seconds out of this episode to ask you to leave an honest review. More reviews on the show help us to reach more professionals who are ready to lead with leverage. Now let's continue the conversation. And before I I go, I think the other thing that to be mindful about are meetings. You know, when before I left Comcast, I looked at my calendar and I averaged 32 hours a week of meetings. Think about that. In meetings where things weren't getting done, and I look back on that, I remember, um, actually, I'm very proud of this. They used to say, they used to call it pulling a Tom and Chuck because if we, my last name's Tom and Chuck, and they say she's pulling a Tom and Chuck again, because if we ended a meeting 10 minutes early, instead of allowing the chat to start, I would say, hey, while we're all here, can we shift gears and talk about this topic and get it done? And so I remember Paul Catterson used to always go, there she goes, she's pulling a Tom and Chuck getting things done. I, I think I've always had this innate um, wanting to be really intentional about that space when you have people together. I don't think I have the same admiration <laughs> to advocate for myself, but we allow these meetings to start at this time and go all the way to that the next hour. You know, and we know that we'll talk about it and we don't think about time. And Megan, I was talking to Megan today, she has just inspired me. Megan told me today that there's an organization that on the door or right before you go into a meeting, it says, if you don't have an agenda and a clear outcome for this meeting, don't attend. So just making that shift to being really intentional about having an agenda and framing the conversation and saying, here's the end that I'd like us to come to. This is the agreement we want to come to. Does everybody agree? Let's end five minutes early if we were still discussing and let's come back to this agreement for the end. It doesn't take that took 15 seconds. If you set as a leader this expectation that there's going to be an agenda and this is how we lead meetings, what that does is it allows people to understand where you're going, give clarity doesn't waste time. And you're teaching people to instill these best practices that they can use as well. Because then you're, and you're, you're showing that you respect their time as well. So meetings can be a a real big time suck as well, or just unintentional. And I don't mean don't have that chatty time at the end. Definitely. If it's, it warrants to, to really get to know people, build that trust. I'm all for that for sure. But if there is something else that you can, if you can cancel a, a upcoming meeting because you pulled a Tom and Chuck and shifted the conversation to address another topic that, that, that is applicable to the team, why not? So what is what are the things that you can do to bring those best practices? So just to round this back for you, think about your time audit. Maybe look back on five days last week that you weren't intentional about it and look at how you spent your time. 
then categorize that and ask yourself, did this have a direct correlation to my goal or what I want to uh, achieve or thinking strategically? And then think about how do you plan your time, block out time where you are a great thinker so that people aren't just piling on meetings and be intentional on Sunday or Monday morning about what you need to accomplish that week and where is the best time frame for you to set that. And then my favorite thing about that future self and ha- believing that you have this abundance of time, how can you reframe when somebody asks you, hey, can you do this for me? Can we meet about this? And you say to yourself, would I say yes to that in the next 24 or 48 hours? And if not, I still want to do this, but how can I make it a win-win where I can give them what they need and I can still honor the boundaries or the, the, the goals that I have for myself? So thank you for letting me think that out loud. I've been um, just really interesting that in this starting the second quarter of 2023, people are starting to think about their relationship with time. And it's just always funny to me when I have more than one group come to me about the same topic that they were kind of scratching their head around. And so it makes me get curious and I go to different resources around me and pull in some ideas. So I hope this was helpful to you. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know if you have a topic that is really top of mind for you that you want me to kind of explore from my angle. I'll take it maybe in a full different direction. Um, I appreciate comments on this too. And if you want to share this with others, this is about creating abundance for, for everyone. So thank you. This is this has been Leaders with Leverage. If you want to give me a five-star review, that is always welcome. Or just a comment and let um, me know what really landed for you. Because if it did, that means that I'm doing something right. And it just helps me just show up with confidence as I do that. So thank you for being here. I'm really thankful for you. So until next time, this is Leaders with Leverage. I'm Susie Tomanchuk. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Leaders with Leverage. If you're ready to continue your professional growth, commit to accelerating your career development and say goodbye to that anxious feeling in your stomach anytime you need to advocate for yourself, then get my book, The Art of Everyday Negotiation Without Manipulation. In this book, you'll learn the essential steps to take before entering into any negotiation or conversation, any interaction in your day-to-day. You'll discover what the other party really needs and be clear about what you're going after. You'll bust through your fears and boost your confidence and embrace that negotiation truly happens all around us. Head to the link in the show notes for more and you can even get a bonus if you buy it today.